Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. I'm Christopher Bragg. And I'm producer Henry J. Thanks for joining us on episode number 93, which is brought to you by Milltown Credit Union. You can check out their no annual fee Visa credit card with a low 9.5% rate. Some restrictions may apply. Learn more at milltowncu.org or visit them at 3201 Broadway. On today's show, we have a special guest. Christopher Bragg is in the building. Hello. Hello. Uh, We'll be highlighting some events from the weekly goodness for this week's life and Everett. We'll be discussing the latest plans for the riverfront development. Uh, We have an interview with Living Everett contributor Christopher Bragg, who's already here. How did that happen? So uh, yeah, so Christopher was a uh, was a late addition to this podcast. Tyler had to dip out. We called him up. We brought him in, and lo and behold, his interview is happening on the same episode. So we'll hear from past Christopher oh. and current Christopher as well. We're also going to wrap things up with some Everett Essentials trivia. Let's go. So let's take a look at some events happening around Everett uh, from the Weekly Goodness, a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. So, uh, Henry, would you like to kick us off with your event pick of the week? Sure. Well, my event pick of the week is uh, I'm tooting my own horn because uh, my band Bad Optics is playing with Clothing Optional and Seattle's own Weep Wave Saturday at 8 p.m. We're a post-punk band. So if you like post-punk, punk, punk, alternative, indie music, come on out. It's going to be at Black Lab Gallery. Are the other bands in the post-punk genre as well? Um, they're more of it, more indie, I would say. Indie, if anything, okay. uh, not as dark and angry as we are. I'm kind of bummed because I thought the show was clothing optional, but that's a band. <laughs> I mean, it could be. I don't know. I might take my pants <laughs> off. You know, it gets hot in there. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Christopher? Uh, I didn't pick from the calendar. I decided I wanted to let everybody know about uh, Naughty Bingo, which is every Tuesday over at the Clubhouse Bar and Grill. starts at 6.30, and it usually goes until about 8, and you, know, you play several rounds. What makes it naughty is uh, the game boards and the prizes are all adult-themed. But that's fine because it's a 21 and over establishment. Uh, think Spencer Gifts level naughty on the prizes. And um, the game boards are a little more foul. And I should know because I designed a good amount of them um, a while oh. back. I decided to redraw all their boards for them because they were kind of photocopies of photocopies of photocopies. And I just it was too sad for me. So. One of your many hobbies. Yeah, exactly. Designing naughty bingo boards. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> I mean, I think everybody should do it at least once in their lives. And you you said that's every Tuesday at the clubhouse, bar and grill. mm -hmm, And that's the one by, is it by Claremont Village? Yeah, it's over there next to, you know, um, Wild Birds Unlimited and Ace Hardware and QFC. Um, Nice. Yeah, I've never been to the the clubhouse. I need to try it out one of these days. It's pretty great. Um, You will never feel like you were shorted with your drink. Um, I'll put it that way. They're a generous pour and it's not expensive. Uh, and it's also worth mentioning that uh, it's Taco Tuesday as well. So oh. there's taco, nacho, uh, things like that on special. So, I mean, you just can't get much better than that. Very nice. Yeah. And for my event, I'll balance out the naughty bingo here <laughs> with uh, some Sesame Street live action. I figure I'll just lean into my parenthood here. And uh, this is it uh, Saturday, no, Sunday, excuse me, this Sunday, 2 p.m. at Angel of the Winds Arena. Uh, bring the whole family to see Sesame Street favorites, Elmo, Big Bird, and Cookie Monster. Uh, I might bring my six-month-old. I don't know. 
We'll see. I, I think she would enjoy that. I don't know. I'm still figuring out how to entertain a, a baby that can't hardly do a thing. Can she even <laughs> see that far yet? I don't know how that works. Is it just going to be colors and shapes at that point? Or? Yeah, it might be. Yeah, she can see something. I'm not sure how far she can see. Yeah, I guess if you're watching from the stands, it might be a good distance. There might be a big monitor, like at concerts, who knows? That's true, yeah. Yeah. But nevertheless, for all those with kiddos out there, or I guess if you're you're just into Sesame Street, because you don't necessarily have to have kids, check it out. I was going to go, but Snuffy's not there. He's my favorite. Oh, I love Snuffleupagus. He was was my dude growing up. (laughs) Nice. Well, that's what we picked out this week. For more details and to get the weekly goodness sent directly to your inbox every Monday, just go to liveinever.com slash subscribe. What's happening in your life in Everett this week? On this week's Life in Everett, we'll be discussing the latest plans for the riverfront development and how it may just serve as Everett's welcome mat. Yeah, so there was an article in the Herald recently about, you know, we talked on the podcast months ago that IKEA decided to move away from the riverfront development. That fell through. Um, But so now they have this new plan. Uh, I believe they held a meeting with uh, people who live in that area, asked them what they wanted to see. And it sounded like a couple things at the top of their list that they've started this new plan with. Uh, One is a cinema and the other is a specialty grocery store. yeah, no Chipotle. Uh, I'm very bummed out. No well, Chipotle, no uh, Hop Jacks, well, there no will, Chili's. There will be room for a lot of other stores down there, so uh, <laughs> no, I know. keep your fingers crossed, Henry. <laughs> oh, there's no such thing as Hop Jacks anymore, by the way. Oh, what? really? It's now called Hops and Drops. Oh. Yikes. It's for, for Interesting. It's for his and hers orders, I guess, you know, uh, like lemon drops and beer. So. Oh, From funny. one great name to another. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, they've kind of rolled out this new plan. Everett Herald did an article on it um, the other day. And uh, one thing that I I thought was kind of interesting about it was uh, City Councilman Jeff Moore was talking about how he could see this functioning as Everett's welcome mat because it's so visible from I-5, which I thought was was a pretty interesting idea. And uh, so, yeah, they they have some some interesting things new planned uh, for the space. And, uh, yeah, I'm curious what you guys think. Well... I'm all for a cinema because I do like going to the movies and I'm four miles from Everett Mall and eight miles from Marysville and you know neither one is a huge burden for me but having it be basically in my neighborhood I'm I'm right up the hill from there would be really fun. I would especially like it if it was a place kind of like uh, Cinnabar in Mount Lake Terrace. Yes. Oh yeah that had like a full food food menu. And, you know, drinks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, if another great option would be an Alamo draft house kind of place. Oh, um, man, that would be wild. Yeah, we don't have any second-run theaters anywhere near here. We don't have any much specialty programming. I know that there's once in a while, like, a historic Everett Theater might do some movie programming, but there's not a lot. Well, we were talking about that last week on the podcast because yeah. the historic every theater was like, what do you want to see? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about second run movies. How cool would it be to see, you know, the original star Wars or jaws or whatever yeah. on the big screen. And when I saw that the cinema might be a part of that, I was like, Oh, please let mm-hmm. it be somewhere that we can go see. Like I, I use the example of like my neighbor Totoro Oh, yeah. Or like some beautiful anime or some beautiful animation would be wonderful. Well, it's weird to me that theaters always seem to be one or the other. Like it's right. 100% new stuff with maybe the Fathom events. I know you guys are talking about that. Yeah. Or it's all second run or specialty programming. It seems like a, a Cineplex could devote a couple of screens to 
non new releases. I don't know why that's not a thing. Yeah. And especially with this specialty grocery store, whatever that may be, you know, there might be a lot of guys wearing flannel and beards and knit hats around and they might want to go see a nice French film or something, Mm -hmm. you know, once they get their kale. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, the specialty grocery store thing makes me immediately think of Whole Foods, mm. which I would love. We were talking just before we started recording that Trader Joe's would be much better choice. The best yeah. for there because they are in uh, what the Herald uh, Herald readers voted as the worst parking lot in Snohomish County <laughs> like five years ago. So that is a bad one. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, yeah, move that TJ's, man. Or just have two. Like, yeah, yeah, or that, too. I'd be... I I do think it would be cool to have a Trader Joe's, but I'm not holding out hope just simply because it doesn't seem like they usually put them that close to each other. There's, there's a bunch in Seattle. There's really Capitol Hill, Queen Anne. Okay, well, that um, gives me some hope, then. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that, that would be cool. And you guys aren't worried about... You don't feel like the other Everett movie theater would be too close? Well, I don't know that the one that we have now does a lot of business except for new releases. Like, I think a lot of the screenings are really empty anyway. So I guess it just depends on the future of movie theaters in general, plus how many people move to the area. Because, you know, this is a a big development happening. I'm, and I'm not even sure when they're going to be done adding new streets in the riverfront because every time I look at the map, there's more. Right. So. Yeah. This might be like some sort of self-contained ecosystem for yeah. movie going people. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure like, like myself living in North Everett, I would probably go to that one just because it's closer. Mm. That's the only reason why. Yeah. Um, but it would be nice if it showed films that are a little bit different from what you get at like a Regal or an AMC. Yeah, that, that would be nice. And then that way it could have a little bit of contrast from the South Everett Theater. Right, and it would bring a bit more art to Everett as well, just in general. Maybe they just need to not make it so big. Like, right. Oh, so many movie theaters are so big and sit very empty much of the day, so it might be smarter to maximize a smaller amount of space. Right, or just sell booze. That too. <laughs> It would be fun. Like I believe at Cinnabar, they have like pool tables and stuff in the lobby and like a full bar. And Mm -hmm. it would be fun if they incorporated some of that stuff and beyond just having movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like they want you to do, you know, there's going to be retail there as well. Mm -hmm. So you do your shopping, you go see a movie, you go buy some groceries or eat somewhere and then go home. They want it to be your one stop shop for entertainment, dining and yeah all that and this is really creating like almost a whole nother neighborhood of of everett because on each side of this uh commercial plaza you know of course there's already the uh single family homes on one side and then the townhomes on the other side and then in the article they mention they're planning another uh it looks like 1200 housing units um is a part of this next these next phases of, of development as well oh no 1250 how uh, residences can they fit 1250 houses over there right one um, on top of the other <laughs> um yeah i'm wondering if they will go high if mm. they'll be like up above the businesses if they'll do like apartments or something maybe oh i bet you yeah yeah like how mill creek town center is right it's probably going to be that way well linda speaking of all those sorry gary go ahead i, I was just going to add to that note it says that um sounds like partially they're going to do that because uh in order to meet density requirements for some of the retailers. Okay. So Linda brought up a very good point talking about all of these 
houses, we were talking about this in the office today, uh, traffic is already awful right around 41st street. Time to see a movie. So, <laughs> well, how, how are you going to get to the movie? You know, if you're coming South, if you're working in Seattle or even at Boeing, yeah. you're going to have to hit the freeway or the back streets. I'm, I'm a bad person to speak on traffic cause I live and work in North Everett, but it does seem like that area can be a bit of a bottleneck. I have secrets. It's awful. You have secrets. I have secrets. Um, I have a friend who lives in Bothell, and the way that I get to her house is I take the Lowell Larimer Road and then Seattle Hill Road. Yep. <laughs> it's so much easier. I, I've done that before. <laughs> I've done that one. Yeah, everybody's got their own little tricks to get around rush hour, but like, yeah, it's going to be if all those people are getting off around there and using that stretch of I 5, it'll be fun to say the least. Well, yeah. That, that's right about when it starts to get bad anyway, is right before 41st. I know this because that's my exit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yep. yep. So, yeah, so, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, uh, every transit community transit will be serving over there. Mm-hmm. Kind of lighten the load a little bit for all those new homes. Definitely. And then timeline wise for this project, they're, they're saying that possibly in 24 to 36 months, we could be watching movies down there. That is crazy. Um, So that's, yeah, I think that's their first phase. It sounds like they're pushing for the cinema and the specialty grocery store, I think is like these initial kind of anchors to the development. Right. And then it sounds like there'll be six different phases that they're anticipating around two years per phase. So all said and done, we're probably looking at about 12 years for this entire thing to really get built out that's wild and then we're also going to have the the waterfront development at the same time right that should <laughs> be well done by then i remember that right. was one thing when um the waterfront development was kicking off and they had an open house and i was so excited to go down there and learn more and you know is it going to be next year or two years and they said oh well we have so many different phases and each phase is so many years and i was just like kind of stopped me in my tracks like oh so this is going to be like I think that one I want to say was around maybe like eight years. <laughs> and so as a citizen who's just excited to be able to enjoy these things, it's a little bit of a bummer. But when I really think of the crazy big scope of these projects, like obviously it makes sense that, yeah, you got to break it up into bite-sized pieces and, you know, it takes time, but exciting nonetheless. It is. And, you know, I just thinking about what's going on in, in the riverfront development and the waterfront development as well. A long time ago, before the uh, economy collapsed in 2008, there was talks of bringing back the trolley Mm, and having it run from the waterfront to the riverfront development. Mm. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. That would be so cool. Are you listening, Charlie, man? Are you listening, (laughs) city council and mayor? (laughs) Is that east and west, or does it go over the top of north? Like, Is it a marine view drive route, or is it a east-west thing i think it would go right up and down hewitt like it used to that would be fun so yeah go down marine view drive up and down hewitt and then i don't remember where it would go it would go somewhere over by the uh the station and then take you from the station to the riverfront development oh along like um smith avenue right yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, something like that but yeah streetcar (laughs) yeah that'd be sick (laughs) that would be super cool that's all i'm saying and we didn't, I guess we didn't even get to um, talking about the, the whole welcome mat aspect of this oh, development. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you guys think of that idea of this, of this kind of being like Everett's welcome mat, like the first impression, I guess, that people would see? Well, I've listened to every episode of the Live and Everett podcast, and uh, so many of the guests have said that the reason that 
people don't think much about Everett is they don't see it when they drive by. Mm -hmm. And so it would be nice if when they were driving by that there was more of it to see. So I, I think that would be a great. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just it, what they're talking about like rooftop gardens, but even like rooftop art would be really cool as well. Mm -hmm. um, maybe like some neon or some sort of lights or something like that. Just kind of entice you to look in that direction. So just eyes, well, your eyes should always be on the road, but you know, <laughs> not to, uh, not to look at your, your carpool passengers. Yes. Yeah. Your passengers can be like, Hey, I want to go there. There may be a Chipotle or a Chili's or what's the name? Hop and drop hop hops and drops hops and drops yeah. might be over there. We should go. Um, but no, like it would be cool if there was some sort of art installation. Like I think of, uh, like the neon, like neon signs or something like that, but tasteful would mm -hmm. be would be very cool and yeah hopefully it is it entices people to to get off of i5 and come check us out absolutely yeah i mean as we all know there's so many beautiful spaces in everett but yeah it, it's usually not the first impression you, you see when, when you're coming into the city and so at first when i saw the whole welcome out thing i was like oh that seems kind of weird but the more i thought about it i'm like that actually makes a ton of sense mm -hmm. so uh yeah exciting stuff we will uh have to keep you all posted as uh, things develop. So, hey, we would love to hear from you. What do you think of the plans for the riverfront development? You can leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731 or email us at podcast at liveineverett.com. So, Christopher Bragg, uh, last week or so, I sat down with you. Uh, Garrett and I sat down with you to talk to you about uh, yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you're a contributor, live in Everett, and I thank you for that. You write amazing stuff. Thank you. So we wanted to talk more about you and get to know you a little bit more. So how about we listen to your own episode or your own interview? Is that okay? It's more than okay, and it's deliciously meta. I love it. Isn't it, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a listen. Hey, everybody. Garrett and Henry here from Live in Everett, along with our longtime Live in Everett contributor, Mr. Christopher Bragg. Hello. Christopher, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks so much for having me. We are excited that you are here. It's uh, It's been a long time coming. Uh, we've been working with you for quite a while now. You've written a ton of articles for the blog, and uh, so, yeah, we're excited to... Uh, chat more get to know you better and share more with our audience about uh all your awesomeness well thanks so and uh you mentioned you had some questions from uh instagram that people had had asked that would be good for us to go over yep i put them on my story and did one of those little question stickers and said do you have anything you'd like to ask me nice yeah we came up with a few questions but i'm more curious to hear what other people want to know me too and there could be some overlap like you might ask the same thing and then they would be sad that their question didn't get asked because you know that is true who, who's the first one from? Um, one step underscore at a underscore time. Uh, who tags us on everything. Yep. On everything. Very on loyal. Yeah. yeah. Very loyal Instagram user. Always a pleasure. Uh, how long have you lived in Everett? Uh, great question. I'm coming up on five years this spring. And that was after 15 years in Seattle. And then before that, I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico from ages zero through 27. Wow. And what brought you to Everett? I really needed, well, okay, that would be for the Seattle move. For Everett, we were tired of sharing 800 square feet in Seattle, especially because, you know, we lived in this center of it all on Capitol Hill and we were becoming old and boring. Like there's no point in having so much 
amazing nightlife all around you when you go to bed at eight o'clock. Right. Um, so my husband Garrett grew up in Everett and his parents still live here. So when we started thinking about, you know, if it was time to move on from Seattle, uh, Everett just became a natural choice because the real estate situation was great and, you know, his parents are here and uh, I always thought it looked nice whenever we came up. So we did it. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. All right. What's, what's the uh, next Instagram question you got there from uh, your Instagram pals, <laughs> uh, user Elspeth Lara. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one. Uh, why are you always outside? <laughs> Which these it, are all the questions that we were going uh, to ask. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're gunning for your jobs, basically. <laughs> um, that's because I like to walk a lot. It's uh, it changed my life. Uh, I used to walk six days a week. I in the last couple of years decided it would be a smart thing to do to get some more low impact stuff. So I switched to a few swims a week, but a good week for me has at least three walks in it. And, you know, if it wasn't for work and stuff, I would like to walk 10 miles a day, but it's usually more in the four to six range when I go out. And are you usually going out at sunrise? I like to go out while it's still dark. And then so I can see the whole sunrise. Um, and that's just natural for you. Like, cause I feel like I would have such a hard time doing that. Yeah. That all started when I was commuting from, uh, Seattle to Redmond and uh i got on the bus that went across the lake toward the end of its route and if i didn't get on one of the first two buses i wouldn't get a seat and uh for most people that short of a ride wouldn't be too bad but and this is really dumb i can walk for three hours and it's fine if i stand in place for 10 minutes i get a really bad backache mm. <laughs> so i just started learning to get up really early and it also led to me walking more and more because I realized if I just walk to the next bus stop instead of transferring on buses, I'll never miss that bus because of a late bus beforehand. So hmm. it it went from a mile to five miles to eight miles and yeah, the rest is history. That's so cool. I feel like people, I well, at least myself, I don't walk at all. <laughs> I live like a block away from a grocery store and I'll just drive there. Right. And I don't know why. And it makes me feel like a bad person, but I don't, especially like in the winter time. I mean, today is beautiful, but you, you can know? carry more groceries in your car. You can say that I could say that, <laughs> you I know, I, I have thought about it because I do often feel guilty sometimes for driving when it's not a very far distance and it's the, the, the path of least resistance, you know, I think it's just naturally, it's like the easiest and most comfortable thing to do. And uh, it takes a little discipline to, you know, get well, that walk in. For well, sure. It's going to sound dumb, but I drive to all my walking places and then walk there. Like, I almost never start a walk in my own neighborhood. Cause that would involve, you know, Muckleteo Boulevard up by Forest Park. It's not a pleasant right. uh, area to walk because of the traffic and the noise and the lack of a sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. It just feels sure. like you're taking your life into your own hands when you walk up that hill. So I don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, with your with your series that you've written for Living Everett, I mean, you found all these amazing scenic places to, to go walk. So it's very, very cool that you're like seeking, you're driving to beautiful <laughs> places to go take in that scenery. Yeah. It just does feel funny to, you know, everyone has access to walking. Um, but then if you have a car, you still feel the need to drive to a walking place, but I make right. the most of it. <laughs> yeah. And where did your sense of ex exploration first kind of come from with like all these walks and everything? I think it was while I was walking to the bus stops to get to work. I just, there were a lot of options when I looked at the map. And so I just decided to try them all, you know, certain ways went by volunteer park and, um, Interlochen park in Seattle. And, 
And then before you knew it, you realized that walking was actually enjoyable. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have gear? Do you have walking gear? I do. I, I always dedicate a special pair of shoes. Um, now I have to wear special insoles for plantar fasciitis because I went too many years without stretching enough. So Mm -hmm. that was a problem. Uh, I wear tights. (laughs) I wear shorts over the tights so that there's a place for my phone and my MP3 player. Um, Whatever layers up top, you know, shirt, uh, hoodie. You know, you could always wear a fanny pack with your tights. I could. I could. But, you know, maybe when there's a live in Everett fanny pack, I'll do that. Oh, oh there we go. Yeah. We'll uh, make you a custom one. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, most importantly, I wear reflective gear. Yes. Um, I do want to shout out to all those uh, bad pedestrians in Everett who are basically invisible on the road. Um, you need to get some reflective gear, everybody. Uh, I wear a, a harness. You've probably seen it in pictures of me where there's the bright greenish yellow thing that's highly reflective. And also most importantly is I have a hydration pack. I drink a lot of water during those walks um, and a hat when it's cold. That's my gear. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. Yeah. You're a pro. Yeah. And uh, I know this, but tell our listeners how you first got involved with Living Everett. Um, so I went to an Everett makers market. I don't even remember where I saw the poster for it. It might've been on a bulletin board at the clubhouse. Um, but it could have been anywhere cause Kristen knows how to promote, um, Kristen Keenan. Yes. Kristen Keenan from the Everett makers market and vertical gardens Northwest. Um, so, uh, Garrett bought me my first air plant and amazingly enough, I still have that one today. I've killed a hundred others, but that one survives. Um, and I went back to visit her again when my mother-in-law actually, I decided I wanted to shop for more air plants myself and I decided my mother-in-law would like to have some as well. So I went back and we just got to talking and she mentioned that there was this website and that I should check it out. And, you know, I read it for a while and then I noticed that there was a submit link and I'd seen things that I thought people would be interested in. So I just decided to go for it. There you go. The rest is history. Yeah. And that was... I don't know, it's probably going on close to two years, maybe. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah, you, you've written written quite a few articles now, so it's. I never know how things are going to go when you know, every <laughs> once in a while we hear from a contributor and be like, awesome, yeah, let's let's try it out. And sometimes it sticks, and sometimes it doesn't. And you're you're one of our longer ones that's stuck around, so it's been a lot of fun. Well, thanks for putting up with me. Oh yeah, our pleasure. Yeah. And there's one last Instagram question from we all know Josh Jones. Oh yeah, uh, local on, photographer. Yep, on Instagram, artofjosh.gallery. Where are your happiest places in Everett? Uh, for those, I'm going to say it's the places where there's water. So uh, the Marina, Howarth Park Beach, um, Silver Lake, places like that. And I'd say the reason for that is growing up in the desert, I never really imagined that I would live in a place like this that has such good waterfront access. And it's impossible to be miserable when you go to these places for me because they're just so gorgeous and so different from what I was used to when I was a kid. So water makes me happy. Yeah, that's awesome. Henry and I were just talking about that earlier, how just beautiful it is living here with the water and mountains and it's like living in a postcard. Why do you love grocery outlets so much? Yeah. Why do you love grocery outlets so much? Man, that stuff there is so cheap. Like when we were there filming and we were, we had them standing in front of the condiments, I was just looking over them and I'm, all this ketchup and mustard and stuff is 99 cents each. I mean, think about it. You're having a barbecue. You, you're definitely going to buy a ketchup, a mustard, a relish, and maybe a, a mayo. 
you could end up saving like twelve, thirteen dollars just on that. Like, it's dumbfounding. <laughs> How many times have you been to the new Geo? Uh, six or seven. There we go. <laughs> nice. And you're working on doing, you hosted the Bond Meetup mm-hmm. uh, in 2018, uh, had a fun uh, party and uh, did a Live in Everett TV video there. You're planning on another one for 2019. That's correct. Uh, any changes that are going to be different this year? Uh, I'm changing, first and foremost, the um, the scoring system is going to be way simpler. Uh, I kind of felt bad. When we start sat down to eight last time, I had an easy out because I already knew my favorite sandwich and I was... Like, I didn't think I could be objective because I picked the, them all out myself. But the truth was I was just exhausted from cleaning the house and hosting and stuff. Mm. So I was just like, oh, I can't be objective. Can't do it. Um, but, you know, there were all these categories and people had to try to remember the details, each of those details from all six sandwiches. So that's essentially 30 things to rate or at least mm-hmm. bubble one up while you're doing it. And I just thought it should be simpler. So I changed it where this year it'll be pick your favorite sandwich and then for all the sandwiches if you have anything good or bad to say about them just write it down because you know we're trying to go in a more objective direction with everything at live and ever because you want to hear more about the positive and the negative and you know get the full experience rather than the just we like everything so i thought i'd take the scoring sheet in that direction too even though that doesn't necessarily affect who won but we'll get a lot of detail out of that. And I think we can probably uh, approach people at the party with the camera rolling and say, hey, why don't you give us feedback? And the, that way the video will be better too because that was another critique that I saw was that people wanted to see more of the people talking in the video. So mm. so making it more open-ended. Yeah. Okay. And okay. Um, what we're talking about is Living Over TV number 67 the bond meetup. So if you haven't seen that one, go check it out. I had a blast editing it. That was the first real heavy edit I did <laughs> and it was a good time. And my first time on living ever TV. That is true. Yeah. So what's with the, you're like eighties, 1980s obsessed. You got like the DeLorean tattooed on your back. You, uh, I know your car isn't 1980s, mm. but like, and hopefully you're okay with me saying what kind of car you drive. Oh, but go you, ahead. You, you drive a Plymouth breeze, Yeah. which I don't know why it just cracks me up. I feel like it just fits in with your whole eighties vibe. Like where does, where does this eighties love come from? Oh, it's just cause that's when I was uh, a young teenager. That's when my pop culture bombardment happened, when my personality crystallized, like I came of age in the nineties. That's when my young adulthood was, but my teenage and childhood years were mostly eighties. So yeah, that's just kind of when your mind is formed, I think. Yeah. So let's talk about the new Ghostbusters trailer that came out this morning. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, we'll watch it after this. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite piece of um, like 80s uh, nostalgia that you have? Yeah, do you have like one franchise? Mm. It's uh, okay. In theory, I would want to say gem, <laughs> gem and the holograms. Yeah. Nice. But I will say when you go back and watch them, they don't hold up nearly as well as your memory of them does. I did rewatch the whole series though. Um, and you might've seen me before in a misfits t-shirt. Misfits are actually better than gem. Like the, and it says it right there in the opening credits. We are the misfits and our songs are better and they're not lying. <laughs> but yeah, I, 
there's something really perfect about the premise. Um, you know, it, it combines a near superhero kind of thing, holograms. There's original music in it. In fact, somebody just recently did a SoundCloud that has all of the songs remastered. So I'm excited to dive into that. Pretty nice. <laughs> but nice. Yeah, I sh- this, you should have prepped me for this question. I probably could have like come with a list, but you know, this isn't the eighties podcast. So maybe that's for the best that you didn't. Yeah. Sorry. I wasn't, I didn't even actually have that on my list to, to ask. Interesting. So cartoon franchises about the futuristic bands. Well, they weren't really futuristic. They just had futuristic tech ah, okay. that nobody knew about. That but they, still set in the present day, which would be in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And, um, you have uh, any fun living ever articles that you're uh, working on that people should watch out for? Um, actually, yes. Tomorrow, I'm taking a crew finally uh, to uh, Mis Antojitos over in Everett's Coolest Strip Mall. Which oh yeah, nice. I, I can't remember the name of the strip mall. Do you happen to know it? It's a. It's just Everett's Coolest <laughs> Strip Mall. I don't know Seventh and Everett Mall way. There's so much great stuff there. We're gonna it's have a, where like Midnight Cookie Co. Yeah, and Subies and stuff. So we're gonna have a, a light bite to start over at uh, Middleton Brewing because I've been dying to try that spent oh, yeah, uh, great. spent grain crust pizza. And you don't just want to necessarily have smoothies and fruit by itself for lunch. So we're going to split a pizza and maybe a flight of beer and, and then pop over. Nice. Very cool. That sounds like a great day in Everett's Best Strip Mall. Yeah, and and I, the food at Middleton is really good. It uh, really did surprise me. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm, I'm bringing three other people, so hopefully there'll be a nice variety of things to show in the piece because a lot of times it's hard i go to a lot of places by myself and so like if you remember like the duck duck soup piece it's like well i went back a third time and finally ordered the thing i meant to get the first time (laughs) here it is that's that's the problem with going to those places alone is that you don't you can't order everything yeah. and then just sample, you know? So yeah, it can be a lonely life when you're writing about food all by yourself. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to add at all? Uh, no, I managed to make sure to tell everybody to have that Bonhoy. That was the main thing I was worried about. I think the three of us need to go have that Bonhoy on film. I'll do that. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Where's white Lotus? Uh, it's also on Everett Mallway. Um, near there's a game store nearby and uh oddly enough next door there's another bond me place um with bubble tea both white lotus and uh short and sweet the place next door are bond meet up to contenders oh okay i uh, mostly just wanted it to be easy for whoever picks those up because they're right next door to each other <laughs> that's why i planned it that way um but it's close to um I'm trying to think of a landmark there's that weird zone on Everett Mallway between uh, City Automotive, which everybody should go to. My friend owns that. <laughs> and if you go to Target, you've gone too far. I'll put it that way. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. That's cool. perfect. Well, yeah, I'll have to check that out one of these weeks. Yeah, I'm done. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Bid your furnace farewell. Swap your old dog-tired electric furnace for a new efficient heat pump. For a limited time, get enhanced rebates up to $2,000. Heat pumps can reduce your heating costs by up to 50%. Plus, they provide efficient cooling for the summer. Get started at snopud.com heating. It is time for Everett Trivia. We're running down Everett Essentials questions from the city of Everett. Christopher Bragg is playing for Tyler Chisholm. Mm. Every point that you miss will go on Tyler's record. No, oh. no pressure. Wow. So feel free to miss them all. <laughs> okay. Well, I might do that anyway, whether or not I try. So. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We, we won't do that to you, Tyler. Um, 
You guys ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Cool. Ready. Here we go. The city of Everett's legal foundation is the city charter. What does the charter include? City powers, which is what the city can and cannot do. Governance structure. Process for considering and adopting city laws. Initiative process on how citizens can propose legislation or all of the above. What does the charter include? I might need a reread on this one. I know. Man, this, this is, going, that was a lot. Going heavy on the first one. I'm surprised I didn't screw up reading this. City powers, which is what the city can and cannot do. That's A. B is the governance structure. C is the process for considering and adopting city laws. D, the initiative process and how citizens can propose legislation. Or E, all of the above. What does the charter include? The city of Everett's legal foundation. I have an answer picked out. Show them. You do too? Yeah. So I said E, and Christopher said E, it looks like. Yep. It all sounded so official that it all has to be right. And Everett starts with an E, so that made me feel better. (laughs) You're both correct. It is E. All right. All right. Which of these is not an Everett City Council subcommittee, the general government, public safety, public works, or the budget? Which one? is not an Everett City Council subcommittee. General government, public safety, public works, or budget? I guessed. I wrote A for I, I said A as well. Government. General government. Oh, it is actually C. Oh, really? Which one was C? Public works. Public works is not an Everett City Council subcommittee. Oh. It's a general government. It's a subcommittee. Okay. Interesting. Learning new things. So... Last question. True or false? More than one quarter of the total city budget goes towards public safety. True or false? More than one quarter of the budget. The city's budget. The whole city budget. I'm guessing true. Uh, oh, I guess false. Said false. Uh-oh. It's true. Oh. More than one quarter of the total city budget goes towards public safety. Because it's probably police and fire. Well, there is a probably uh, there a is a jail in it. <laughs> it's right down the street. That's true. Isn't there's the jail, a lot of a lot of cops? Isn't the jail through the county though? Oh yeah, is it is it the county? I believe. I it's thought the county. county was in Monroe. Is that state? I think the one in Monroe is a state facility. I hope to we, never know this. We should call <laughs> Tyler Shirley. He's been there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a story off the air. <laughs> well, not bad, Christopher. You know, one right, I guess that's good. That's fine. Uh, that's fine for stepping into the hot seat into the no spin zone. That is the whatever <laughs> podcast you did all right. Thanks. living ever with a donation to our patreon even a dollar a month helps us deliver stories videos and this podcast about the good things in everett every single week if you'd like to know more you can head over to patreon.com slash live in everett to donate today and help support live in everett thanks for hanging out on the live in everett podcast if you enjoy the podcast please help others discover it as well by subscribing on apple Podcasts and leaving a review if you'd like to drop us a line you sure can podcast at liveinevert.com or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731 thanks for joining us today special thanks to oliver alfarmy for our theme music to our producer henry J, and to 
our uh, interviewee and our guest host, Christopher Bragg. Good things happen in Everett because of you. So thank you so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week. This is why we're Everett till the grave.